Hey Podkids! So we have another Usapang Insaymada episode where we talk about politics and stuff. We have the awesome Chel Jokno. He's a human rights lawyer, teacher, and father. He is the son of Jose Jokno, the former senator and secretary of justice who fought for democracy during martial law. And um, during the pandemic, he has helped at least 14,000 people through free legal help desk via Facebook. So basically, he's a good guy. He's an amazing person. And um, to add to that, actually, for the past 30 years, he and the Free Legal Assistance Group have helped defend thousands of Filipinos, including teachers, EJK victims, or victims of the war on drugs. So... Uh, today, we're going to talk about the upcoming election, uh, the current state of the nation, and pretty much his TikTok. Wake Up With Jimin's app is exclusively on Spotify. If you want to start your own podcast, check out anchor.fm. And if you like the podcast, make sure to follow on Spotify. Also, share your stories and, and, tag. S- and tag us on at Wake Up With Jimin's app on Instagram and at… Ano ba? Di ko alam. Anyway, ito na yung show. But before that, ito yung latest single ng Cheats, Hakbang. Stream it on Spotify, watch the music video with Piola Pascual on YouTube. Stream Alright, hi, hi, Terny. Hi. Hello, hello. Just call me Chell. Um, I, hi, hi, Chell. Hi, <laughs> sir. Uh, so first, um, uh, we always say uh, on this show we we like to start out with these um, one-on-one convos with our with these esteemed politicians and um, public, public servants um, with usapang insaymada. Okay, so when I say usapang insaymada, relax, relax, lang kwentuhan lang. Ah, kamusta na si ano? So, my first um, pampainit ng Insaymada uh, talking point is Legally speaking, bakit bawal talaga naman dapat tumakbo si Bongbong Marcos, di ba? <laughs> Ang init naman ng Insaymada mo. <laughs> dapat sabihan natin ng kape yan. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess I have to ask, uh, Attorney, because there, there's a lawyer on the podcast. Yes, we've been talking about it on the podcast, and sinasabi ko nga na it's this is the um, this we've been you know we've been updating our pod kids and trying our best to explain it as as simple as possible. Kumbakit madaya, whatever. But now that we have an actual lawyer um, and someone of your stature, could you? Quickly explain, like, um, ano ba, bawal ba talaga? I mean, kasi there are eight, currently eight bids for his disqualification, right? Or, can- or cancellation. If if you can explain to me, like, I am your niece at a Christmas party and I'm asking you mm-hmm. over and say, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll try. Um, <laughs> well, first of all, disclaimer lang. I haven't read any of the petitions, so what I will try to explain is just based on what I read as well on the news um, and my little understanding of uh, the subject matter. Because, you know, election law is a specialized field and even not all lawyers even understand the ins and outs of it. 
Um, dalawa kasi yan eh. I-distinguish muna natin yung cancellation of certificate of candidacy doon sa disqualification. Yung pag-cancel yung certificate of candidacy kasi yan, ibig sabihin nun, ay you are not a candidate. Alright. Pag disqualified ka naman, ibig sabihin nun, you are initially qualified but for some reason, you were disqualified. Okay. Why is there? Why is it different? Iba yung kasi for purposes of succession or substitution. Kung hindi ka kandidato sa simula't simula palang, hindi ka pwedeng substitute. Pero kung dinis qualify ka under certain conditions, pwede kang substitute. Alright. Nyan. Ano ba yung mga? Bakit ba siya nakasuhan? My understanding is this. And this part I know because I also filed my own certificate of candidacy. There's a question in the certificate of candidacy if whether you have been convicted or not. Yeah, I think the the wording is of a crime involving moral turpitude. Mm-hmm. At uh, for people like me, na talaga naman di ako nakonvict ng any crime, <laughs> ay siempre ang sagot ko don no. Apparently, mm-hmm. ang nilagay ni ni Marcos Jr. ay No, then, despite the fact that, as we know now, that there was a conviction and that conviction, although appealed later, naging final na, na convicted nga siya. Mm-hmm. So, ang, ang primerong tanong dun ay yung bang pag-convict niya for not filing his uh, tax returns, is that a crime involving moral turpitude? There are many other issues, but that's basically it. And meron din naman jurisprudence sa konting kaalaman ko dyan, that would appear to say that it is a crime involving moral turpitude. Pero subject of debate yan, kaya, kaya pinag-debatihan yan sa COMELEC ngayon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yun, that's the long and the short of, of that case. I'm not aware yung ibang petition kung ano yung basis niya, but I'm, I'm speaking of the, more, the, the, the yung mga naunang petition na final. So there are some that are calling for cancellation and others that are calling for disqualification, right? Apparently, mukhang ganun nga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's very, that's a dilemma kasi parang oh, it's moral turpitude in the eye of the beholder. I think that, that's, the, that's the confusing thing, di ba? Um, parang yung moral turpitude, which I think it, when I think of turpitude, I keep thinking of a torpedo for ako, some reason. Ako a third. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> Uh, but excuse figura, me. Ano, um, okay, what I I have two f- follow up questions. Um, number one, um, your your father was you know was an active um, ano ba, an active fighter against the martial law during the martial law era, mm-hmm. and he he parang and I'm sure as uh, kumbaga you you lived. During that time, diba? And how does it feel na parang, siguro how does it feel and how, paano kaya tayo nakarating dito na, 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 na sobrang nag, the, 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 you know, like, the, the mere fact that he is leading the polls and there's this wave of misinformation that's going around. How, how does it feel and what do you think, how, parang did you see this coming? Um, okay, Let, let's go back a bit in history because there's a part of the Marcos dictatorships, I don't like to call it legacy, but effects that hasn't really been discussed much. And that is how 
he captured the judiciary and basically poisoned the legal profession. In, the, in 1973, see, Marcos changed our constitution and he replaced it basically. And in the constitution that he put in, he had a provision there that said that all judges and justices up to the Supreme Court would remain in office until age of retirement unless he decreased otherwise. So in he other words... Specifically he? Sorry to interrupt. Or, 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 president. Or, uh, yeah. president. So in, in other words, yung dating tinatawag natin na independent judiciary na hindi ka pwedeng tanggalin ng Pangulo, binago niya yon. He could now remove. He had the power to remove you. Uh-huh. And that really destroyed the independence of the judiciary. So in other words, for, for until 1986, hawak niya sa leeg lahat ng mga judge at justice natin kasi pwede niyang palitan anytime eh, for any reason or even for no reason at all. Now imagine what that did to the legal profession. I'm a lawyer, I want to get the best clients, I want to make money, syempre, kung gusto ko manalo ako sa kaso ko, kailangan di kita ako sa Malacanang. Kasi pag di kita ako sa Malacanang at alam ng mga judge yan, matatakot ang judge sa akin. They would not want to rule against my client because oh if they do, susumbong ko sila sa Malacanang, baka bukas na bukas wala na silang trabaho. And, and that is exactly how the legal profession was poisoned. There were lawyers who saw an opportunity and found a way to get close to the palace. Those lawyers established networks that continue to operate today. Nanjan parin. And they changed the, the complexion of the profession. Kasi until martial law, medyo, I'd say, more or less malinis ang legal profession noon bago nag-martial law. Siyempre, meron din mga corrupt noon, pero hindi to the degree that we find today. After martial law, naging parang dalawang klase ang abogado. Yung abogadong malinis, hindi nagpa-bribe. Yung abogado naman na talagang gumagamit ng network niya para mag-ayos ng kaso. And that remains the dichotomy today. That's why I, I tell my law students, akala niyo mahirap mag-aral ng law, mahirap magpasa ng bar exam. Pag kayo naging lawyer na, you will be faced with the biggest moral dilemma of your life. Are you going to practice law in the proper way, ethically, or are you going to do what others have done, succumb to the temptation and practice law by fixing cases? And that is where we are today as far as the legal profession is concerned. Direct impact yan ng Marcos dictatorship. Now, oh um, the other thing about it is that the because of that kind of capture of the, the judiciary and capture of the legal profession, it, was, it has become so hard to get accountability for what happened during that period of time, during the dictatorship. To the point na hanggang ngayon, Iilan lang. Meron naman, no, pero iilan lang ang kaso that have really held the Marcoses accountable. And many of them, antagal. Yung appeal halimbawa ni Imelda, she was charged way back in the four decades ago. Na-convict nga siya. Pero hanggang ngayon, nakabinbin pa rin yung appeal niya. And when cases take that long, it's as if justice is not is illusory, di ba? I mean, dapat noong pa yun natapos at noong pa yun na-implement yung, yung uh, 
sentensya niya. So, that has now allowed the family to restore its political image. And start around the year 2005 or so, napapansin na namin na lumabas, lumalabas na noon yung mga super slick, expensive videos on YouTube. Oh, we saw those. <laughs> we saw those. Yes, that began to, to rewrite history. Mm-hmm. And very clearly, they were targeting the, the youth at that time, the millennials who are now working age. Mm-hmm. We were very concerned at that time, pero kahit na nag-iingay kami nun, parang voice in the wilderness lang kami, um, there, na, marami nadala na youth. Mm-hmm. So that by the time they reached working age, they were solidly in the belief that okay naman ng martial law, golden years ng Pilipinas yan, wala naman nangyaring masama ng dictatorship. Said they don't even call it a dictatorship. Mm. So um, that's why I think we are where we are now. Uh, what a, <laughs> an amazing answer kasi <laughs> ang dami kong natutunan agad. The funny thing is, I think... Um, in our education, in our ed- educational system, like ako, I, I studied in Ateneo. I remember we tackled martial law in in grade school, but very briefly, like nothing about this and how. Because we recently watched the yung movie yung Kingmaker. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen that, but it 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 it's about the it's about the Marxists mm. and. Um, Okay, ako, like I, I didn't know about the, itong mga technicality na ganito. Mm. Pero, uh, um, Attorney Chell, like, kuhari, for example, like, yung sinasabi nyo na, hindi ba nung natanggal na sila, uh, ano, I'll try to make it as simple as oh. possible. <laughs> nung natanggal na si mga Marcos, hindi ba parang, okay, then the power of that choosing of the judiciary, whatever, is now transferred to the next president, correct? Well, okay, ito nangyari. Nung 1986, di ba, we, we scrapped the Marcos Constitution. We came up with our own. Mm-hmm. And that became ratified in 1987. To avoid what happened during the, the dictatorship, we created in the Constitution a Judicial and Bar Council na siya dapat ang magsiscreen kung sino magiging judge at justice. At supposed to be, the contemplation was it will be uh, independent, autonomous, hindi na, you know, hindi na magiging madumi yung pag-a-appoint ng, hindi na politicized yung pag-a-appoint ng mga judge of justice. Unfortunately, uh, it didn't turn out that way. Unfortunately, the same networks that operated with impunity, legal, yung mga legal networks that operated during the Marcos dictatorship were not dismantled and they continue to operate even in af- after EDSA. So, uh, up to now, the process of appointing our judges and justices is so highly politicized. For example, huh, in um, about 20 years ago, I was part, I was the general counsel of the Senate Blue Ribbon Committee. And my boss at the time was um, the chair of the Senate Blue Ribbon, my name is Joker Arroyo. And I would get visits from lawyers from the province who would go to my office and say, can you help me? And I would say to them, bakit po? 
Kasi gusto ko magpa-appoint sa judiciary. Why are you coming to me? Sabi ko, I'm just a lawyer here. Hindi, kasi kailangan namin ng backer. Uh, kung wala kami political backer, hindi gagalaw ang papel namin. And that is the reality up to now. That the, you, if you don't have someone high up there backing you up, it's very hard to get appointed to the judiciary. I'm not saying all, ah. Meron, marami pa naman maayos at malinis na mga judge, justice. Pero nandun talaga yung, yung issue na yan, na politicize ang uh, process ng appointment. There, that's something I've been thinking about for a long time. How can we ensure that it is not that way? Well, given the existing system we have, which we cannot change kasi constitutional yun, ah, yung JBC gawa ng constitution yan, we'll have to make it more transparent, more accountable. Kaya lang, in the long run, you know what I'm thinking? Ako, ang isip ko, ganito eh. Let's create a council of of respected people in the community, in the country. Not just government people, but people from different sectors of our society. Sila mag-vet kung sino dapat maging justice at judge. At uh, dapat, pagdating sa presidente, uh, ministerial na lang yung pagpirma niya ng appointment. Kasi the minute you give that much power to the hand in the put it in one person. Grabe. Imagine, the President appoints all the justices of the Supreme Court, Court of Appeals, Sandigan Bayan, Court of Tax Appeals, Regional Trial Court, Metropolitan Trial Court. He appoints the Ombudsman. He appoints the the Secretary of Justice and all the, the people in the Justice Department. He appoints all the prosecutors, the Commission on Audit, uh, Civil Service. Ahat sa kanya. Which is okay if you have a decent president. But if you don't, then it can easily be abused. Yeah, at some point in the future, kailangan marivisit natin yun. Ayusin so, uh, natin. Sorry, just to clarify, there is a council right now? A judicial and bar council, but it is composed so, completely of government and all of them are appointed by the president. Uh, so wala rin. Oh, okay. So kung baga yeah, yung tagapili yeah. ng... Parang ang gino, ang yeah. the, uh, I'll summarize in our non... In our Ensaimada way. In our Ensaimada way. <laughs> um, yung dati, uh, nung si Marcos, he changed it. Sabi mm. niya, oh, ako na yung pipili ng mga judge. Yes. Tapos ang nangyari, iniba yung constitution. Oh, council na, na. kailangan may council ha. Pero ako pipili. <laughs> Pero ano, bakit gano'n nangyari? Bakit yung president pa rin yung namimili ng council? Actually, dati, maganda yung sistema. Before martial law, lahat ng appoint na judge at justice, kailangan dumaan sa commission on appointment sa Congress. Mm. Which, while, while, it's, while it's political, ang kagandahan ng commission on appointments, the opposition has representation there. Mm. And before they, they select any, they approve the appointment of anyone, ay talagang they look deeply into the background of that person. Kaya kung may skeletons in the closet yung i-appoint, lalabas at lalabas yun. Kaya sa, kahit pa paano, may check pa rin doon sa appointing power ng president. When Marcos took over, he, he padlock Congress. So wala na rin yung commission ng appointments. After, the, after EDSA, we put up a new body. Instead of going back to the old system na commission ng appointments ang mag-vivet, we've created the Judicial and Bar Council. Uh, thinking that the framers thought na that would ensure 
independence and remove politics. Pero mm. hindi ganun na nangyari. Uh, uh, so, in the pre-Marcos um, time, how did how did the bet how did the not, the not corrupt setup work for our for the favor of justice and uh, the nation? Parang pano siya before? Pa, like, oi, ikaw ang police, si ganyan, parang bago siya na appoint, dadaan muna siya sa vetting process ng commission na appointment, which is bicameral and kasama ang opposition. Kasama ang Congress. Right? And, mm. Yeah, bicameral sa Congress yan. So kahit pa paano, nabibet talaga nila yung i-appoint ng presidente. But you know, at, uh, at, sorry, Chell. <laughs> sorry, I can't call you Chell. Uh, attorney Chell, if <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, can you call you Tita Chell? <laughs> pwede rin, pwede rin. Huwag lang, huwag lang lolo. Pwede rin, no? Pwede rin, lolo. Ninong na lang, okay? Ninong Chell. So, I'm still, sometimes I'm still happily, pleasantly surprised at some of the ongoings in in the, in, in politics. Like itong, nagugulat ako na meron pa rin mga, wow, they actually are trying itong formally scandal. Oh nga eh, yung, yung COA, di ba? This, this... Oh, and the COA is doing, parang may... Apparently, the COA is the one who uncovered this whole formally... It's just a pleasant Fiasco. surprise na hindi naman pala lahat nga. Na hindi lantaran. Hindi, hindi, hindi naman. May, perhaps not everyone can be corrupted. Like what, what Attorney Chela is saying na you choose to do it there, the, the way that you that you believe you should or you turn into the dark side. Pero ako, Ninong Chel, um, <laughs> <laughs> hindi ba, sorry, hindi ba, kasi ako, ang ilalaban ko lang doon is, may yung nangyayari sa formally, hindi ba dahil sobrang lantaran at medyo engot talaga itong mga to? Ah, engot at talaga. talagang kala nila, ang laki na ng ulo nila na parang, ah, we have a backing of the president, di ba? Wala nang resibo, delivery receipt na lang, blah, blah, blah. I think that's a big difference. And then therefore, COA has to flag it na. Because this is completely dated. Can we hear your thoughts on this? Mamalibang take namin? Well, first of all, I, I think we really have to give credit to COA mm-hmm. that, that they had the, they really stuck to their duty. Ginawa talaga nila yung dapat nilang gawin. And hats off ako sa kanila, all the people who are in COA. As they're one of the few agencies that really has remained true to their calling in, in government service. Mm-hmm. And tama kayo, it, it should have been flagged kasi obvious na obvious. Mm-hmm. It's not even, there was no attempt even to hide it or to... <laughs> to put it in layers. Wala, walang ganun eh. Kli, kli, klarong-klaro siya. Ngayon, mm-hmm. ang tanong na lang, hanggang saan aabot to? Kasi dapat talaga pagkaroon ng kaso yan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, the main official who's supposed to be the watchdog against corruption is our ombudsman. So one of the questions I have is, anong gagawin ni ombudsman dito? So far, wala pa tayong naririnig uh-huh. kung uh, ga- mag-action siya. Despite, as you say, the glaring evidence. It is glaring. And also, since <laughs> usapang ensaymada to, maglalagay na lang ng konting sisig. Sino ulit yung ombudsman? <laughs> What's an ombudsman? Sini, I don't know because I don't know. I haven't heard from this guy who's supposed to be the watchdog. Sino nga ba I didn't know ombudsman? we had a watchdog. 
Sino ba ang watchdog? Okay. Ang ombudsman, ang, ang purpose <laughs> talaga niya is <laughs> really to, to, yeah, to, to check and, and to make sure that everyone in government does what they're supposed to do, walang corruption, walang mismanagement of public funds. The present ombudsman is Samuel Martires. He was he used to be with the Supreme Court and then was appointed by the president to be the office of the ombudsman. So siya ngayon ang nakaupo dyan. Ah, sa, nakaupo ba siya sa Boracay? Or <laughs> sa... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have I'm never kidding. heard of that name I've in my entire life. So obviously... Baka he's not on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, you don't exist. <laughs> no. Well, I'm going to do my research. Samuel Martires. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, um, I don't know if baka naman... Baka naman he is doing something. Oh, okay, sorry. We're just, we are, we're just, we are going to do our research. We're just having fun. Uh, okay, so I guess my question, my next question would be, um, why do you think it would be dangerous to have a Duterte and Marcos regime? I think it's a question of what kind of leadership do we want? especially in this pandemic. We, we need the leadership that is capable of taking us to a new normal, as they call it, which means that it must be a leadership that, is, that has the right management skills and that has the heart really for the people. And if you're talking about the kind of leaders um, that are represented by the Marcoses and the Dutertes, it's they're really a very traditional type of leadership where their concern is amassing power, being the number one in the pyramid. You know, ako yung uh, unang-una dito, ako magdidikta. Uh, when the kind of leader I think we need is more of what they call a servant leader. Mm-hmm. Yung talagang who's out there without any personal agenda of creating any kind of political dynasty or amassing great power or great wealth and who's really there to help the people. Yeah, in this pandemic, I think we've seen both kinds of leaders eh, in terms of our president and our vice president. Such a contrast. Mm-hmm. You have one who's um, really, you know, really dictates and doesn't want to listen. Basta ako ang boss. Makikinig kayo sa akin, susundan niyo yung ginagawa ko. Di parang ganun ang leadership ni Duterte. And then you have, uh, in contrast, a leader who, despite her small budget and all the problems, obstacles being put in her way, has managed to help so many people and has such wonderful projects. Uh, it's going to be the people's choice. Ako, it's not, it's not a choice for me. This is clearly Saken, uh, the vice president, is the one who uh, has the kind of leadership we need to get us out of this pandemic. That was a standing uh, ovation. We uh, well, obviously, we are very we are kampiks. Uh, we have we've had we've had uh, VP. Uh, we we'll call it. We've had President, President Lenny Lenny on the show twice. And one of the things that really struck out was when, well, number one, I think like you and her. I mean, it, I think this is the main difference. No, parang we talk to your team before we do the pod and. Walang, wait guys, let's not talk about this, ha? Uh-huh. Parang, so, honestly, like, for someone who's running for president, mm-hmm. wala kaming kahit anong nakuwang press briefer or whatever, usapang insaymada kami agad. And then, she pretty much tried to, ano, explain how these political dynasties have 
have have risen and 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 how corruption can happen so quickly. Yes. Parang she was ano eh, parang kuno niya na yung nga parang a congressman owes a favor to this person or parang this congressman um hinihingan ng pang-hospital bills ng ng ganito. So and then the favors keep adding up. So anyway, I just wanted to acknowledge that not this is the type of and this is why we love uh doing these interviews because our pod kids need you know i think their ears need to be cleansed <laughs> because parang syempre if you're on twitter all you see is uh roke um, oh, uh, you know okay. all these all these uh, the, the substitution thing whatever a cleanse is needed yeah. and speaking of our pod kids attorney chel adinong chel uh you are a big advocate of the youth so i want to ask What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I think it's the other way around. Um, when I ran in 2019, I first started hearing the, the, the word, the phrase, woke logo, which I didn't know <laughs> what it meant. And I had to ask my daughter, Ines, and I said, Ines, ano ba yan, woke logo na yan? And she said, you know, well, at, at the time when it first emerged, it was really a, a positive term, diba na? Yeah. Arang progressibo ka, your philosophy is aligned with what uh, the young people believe in. So that, that really made, that, it surprised me, but at the same time, it also, it, it was very heartwarming for me to hear that. Now, uh, ever since that time up to now, grabe ang ang connection nila sa akin and in the same way yung connection ko sa kanila because I receive invites even after the the elections of 2019 I continue to receive invites every week I would have a talk from all the way from Sambuanga to Bulacan students from all over the country and that has deepened my connection with them as well as their bond with me because I've learned so much from them in terms of how they view the world and what they want for our country. And I've realized that it's it's so aligned also with my vision and with what my dad wanted also for the country. Kaya over time, dumabas pa nga yung salitang children. Yes, children. <laughs> it, and that was purely <clears throat> a spontaneous thing that came about. Uh, because the, it's very, it's, I don't know how to explain it rationally, the, the connection, but all I can say is that um, we have, um, it's more than an intellectual connection. I, mm-hmm. I, I feel an emotional bond with our, uh, with my children, call it that <laughs> way. In the same way that I'm very close to my biological kids. Mm. You know, you know what, why I feel that's the case. It's because for for how many years we, uh, you know, millennials, the youth, <laughs> parang we just feel so let down mm. by the generations that have been just parang placed in power and just just you know parang kuha lang ng kuha ng kuha ng kuha, and then it's so refreshing to see now. Hey, you're not like them. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, uh, uh, yeah actually. I, so I, can I, you adopt us? <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's your children. 
uh, again, if if I if I, I know I, I can try to you know share my sentiment. Like okay, I sorry. That's our that's our uh, cue cue ending song. But anyway, um, mine is when I first saw your name pop up in Twitter and then, you know, my friends were saying, go for Chell, go for Chell. Uh, and again, I, I've never been in, uh, I've never, I've, I haven't been that active in, in, in. I think know, the last elections was your first. The last elections was the first time that I was very involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I didn't know, you know, who you were, sorry. <laughs> but, you know, and I, you have become a resource for sanity on Twitter. Um, though, parang kumbaga, I've created a Twitter account that follows a select number of people. So, um, I think it's that. Tama si sabi. It's, it's refreshing to, ga- to parang have a truthful, to hear something truthful from someone who is in the world of our justice system. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, so siguro... My question is, and I think pod, our pod kids would love to hear this also. We were very, very disappointed um, with what happened with Ocho Derecho. Mm. What, what do you take away from that? And how do you think, ano, parang, what can happen moving forward? Yeah. Well, I learned so much in that campaign. I was just a newbie. I had no political savvy then. And a, at least I can say I have a quick learning curve. So we we took away so much from that campaign, how to run a campaign, how to manage a team, what do you need on the ground in order to really uh, effectively get your message across, social media, uh, comms. And I'm so proud of my team now. We're intact. Uh, basically, it's the same team as 2019, but this time around, we have much more experience and nadagdagan pa kami. Kaya, um, we're, when it comes to messaging and to comms, I, I'm, I think I can proudly say I have one of the best teams. Medyo magmamayabang ako ng konti It's We really work very well together. And it's a, it's really a collective effort. Huh? I don't, I listen to them even more than um, I tell them what to do. Because my my, I've always had this philosophy that a leader has to be able to listen. Mm-hmm. How can a leader know everything? It's impossible. Maybe some geniuses can, can are capable of that, but I'm just an ordinary mortal. You know, maybe I know a little more about the law and all that, but when it comes to politics, we're all newbies at it. And I, I would rather have the benefit of, of other people's minds and what they think about things before real decisions are made. So, dala namin yan. Kaya, the organization I have is really flat. Eh. Hindi siya yung, yung galing sa taas lahat ng utos, etc., etc. And I think that's the best way to operate a, a political organization. I love that. Well, it's nice to feel very supported. Like someone is supportive of not just the youth, but like of humanity. Of humanity <laughs> the hum- and decency. Yeah. And I think you know, and I think the youth and you know, parang our baseline na nga for improvement 
is so ano eh, parang we we just want parang pwede ba please wag nyo kaming nakawan this year parang ganun na nga lang yung ganun na yung the bar is so low na environment namin so we know that if we have people like you and Ma'am Lenny in 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 positions that can make real change mm. grabe what what we could do mm-hmm. diba parang Tama na yung ano, parang, oy yung ano pala, yung inaanak ko, gawin mong contractor yan. Uh, so anyway, um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> Personal experience, Chip? Uh, yeah, so I guess uh, before we end, we, we wanna say, we wanna, we really wanna say thank you for, thank you so for much. joining the, the, the pod, no? And, um, Siguro, my question is, what would be, my final, our final question would be, what would be your advice for, um, I mean, aside from social media and, ano, parang kumbaga, what would be your selling point na lang? Yun pala, mali-mali. What would be your, ano yung sales pitch mo sa mga tao magsasabi, ano kaya? Unsure pa sila. Uh, parang wala namang chance si Lenny kasi Duterte, Marcos, Regimian or wag tayo kay Attorney Chell mm. kasi w- ano uh, hin- wala yan sa machinery parang whatever mm. or yung vote ko gusto, mas ayaw ko masayang yung vote ko what would be your sales pitch? First I'd say that your your vote is your voice and young people all I always get this complaint from a lot of young people that people my age don't listen to you so I one of my responses to them is well, you're going to have a perfect opportunity in 2022 to express yourselves in the best way you can by choosing the candidates you want to have power in the country. The choice is really going to be in your hands because more than half of the voters in our country are young people. 53% or ang number. So if you vote, the way you vote is going to determine who will be the next president and the other leaders of the country. And how how you vote is going to depend on what kind of a future you want for the Philippines, for yourself, for your families, and for your communities. And I would uh, suggest you look for candidates who really, truly have a track record and who really love our country. Um, lalabas at lalabas naman yan, eh, kung salita lang yun, kung pangako lang, o talagang ginagawa nila sa pang-araw-araw na buhay nila. And that's how you can, if you look at what, for example, what does VP Lenny Robredo do on a daily basis? She helps people. That's what she does. She doesn't politic. She doesn't maneuver. She doesn't scheme and manipulate. She just helps people. And I truly believe that's the kind of leader we need to, to take us out of what's happening today. You don't think we need a, a leader in a Colombo? No, not at all. I mean, sa, sa, talaga yun ko, sawa na tayo dyan eh. Yung mga ganong klaseng leader eh. Ang dami-dami na natin ganyan, di ba? Uh, Attorney Chell, I think ang kailangan natin is more Ford Expeditions. <laughs> kailangan natin masaraming Land Cruiser. More wang-wangs, Kailangan please. natin yun para <laughs> yun yung kailangan ng bansa natin. Thank you, uh, so thank you so much. Uh, we are guaranteeing your win. We, Our podcast is guaranteeing Attorney Chell's win. We are voting for Attorney for Nino for Tito for for, for Ninong Chell for Papa Chell. So everyone, <laughs> all the podcasts listening, please tweet 
Instagram and say you are voting for Ninong Chell. Okay? Okay, let's do it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.